Oops. Because guess what? It's happening. It's <laughs> happening. Welcome back to another episode <laughs> of Bloody Pebbles. <laughs> Bloody Pebbles. Bloody Pebbles. She had to raise a tiny human for a few hours today. Oh, so hard. I'm, I'm done having babies. I know that much. <laughs> I have to show you this quick one. Right right in the middle of all of this. Oh, oh. Oh, it's Buttons. You have to send me that. Buttons eating whipped cream. You she told me about this. cream right out of the can. She loves it. I love it. Mm. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, I have such <laughs> kind people in my family, my family, my wife, whatever. Yeah. All right. So if Kelly yawns a lot. Don't yell at her. I'm sorry. I'm, we're finally, we're finally wrapping up this Genie Wiley case. Yeah. And it's been a lot. I didn't don't think it was gonna. And if you listen to the new episode after this has come out, and that you are mad about how many times I said I bet this is gonna be a three-parter because I said it a lot, I'm just as annoyed as you are. So please don't stop listening to At it. At any point did I say, "Are Are you sure it's gonna be a three? No, so I wasn't noticing. That Apparently not. I said it a lot. Well, we had our kids here, I think and you were freaking out, and every time it happened, you're like, you know, internal like. I have meltdowns meltdown. for sure. All that comes out is it's going to have to be three parts. I don't know what you got to do. <laughs> so, and yeah. I brought my notes to back me up, but I finally hand wrote my notes because I feel like that makes it more personal for me. But there's also nine pages that I had to write out, but I can run through them pretty quick unless we babble because that's what this is all about. <sighs> Blood and babbles. You see my WD-40? <laughs> that's what we've been huffing. Just kidding. It's not squeaky anymore. Oh, now we can work <laughs> out. Just kidding. I don't work out. Even though I keep losing weight in my stomach and I'm like, I'm literally doing nothing but stressing out and sweating a lot at work. And that's it. That does it. Mm-hmm. Oh, We're gonna hop back into this crazy story. And I did post, um, uh, as you all have probably seen, I finally found pictures of everybody, of the lady that wanted her, the guy who you're going to learn about um, the second foster home. We get into that lawsuit, which is crazy bonkers bananas um, and how Jean, I'm just going to start telling you stories. Okay. I wrote the Jeannie Wiley end. Cause we're finally, there's so many articles Fine. about this girl. Yeah. Like, and um, you'll find out we don't know where we know she's in California. We just don't know where because her mom just, cut everyone off but you'll learn about that in these beautiful handwritten notes and i can see it on both my contacts today so woo woo! here we go thanks thanks i'm such a mess okay in we're gonna jump back into august of 1972 howard hansen who's one of the scientists who worked with susan curtis i put notes in here because you know, it's been a, we recorded two episodes back to back. So to refresh our brains of who all these wonderful people are that got to work with Jeannie, I wanted to remember who they were. I even looked up definitions of words I didn't know. I was on top of it yesterday and today. Nicole, outstanding. Stop having it. Okay. Really is. I mean, so, I'm always working so hard. 
<laughs> Howard Hansen suggested to David Riggler that he take custody of Jeannie if Butler's application was rejected. Okay, Butler is Jean, who is the one who was trying to be the next Ann Sullivan. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's not a good person. Come yeah. to find out. Kind of hate her. I don't want to stab her in the it face had, with the soldering iron. Liked her in the beginning. She sounded so good, and like you know, with the so incontinence good. and everything, and she mm-hmm. became continent. And no, no, she was a lying sack of crap. Anyways, the regulars <sighs> disgusted about applying to take Jeannie. Um, his wife Marilyn had social work and had just completed a, a graduate degree in human development. They had three children themselves and felt they were a bit better fit for Jeannie versus a single unmarried butler. Which she changes that real quick because she's a freaking you next Tuesday. They decided if no one else would, they would. They were willing to take Jean. Oh my God, it's already starting. They were willing to take care of Jean temporarily. The hospital, hospital, liberated. They were granted. Well, language is temporary foster parents to the regulars. So on that day, Jeannie was taken to the hospital, taken to the hospital from Jean's, then transferred to the regular home in Los Feliz, California. They thought they'd have her for maybe three months and ended up having her for almost four years. Oh, wow. And it's so good that these amazing humans got her, had her, Mm -hmm. like took care of her. Marilyn became her teacher. David um, took over her therapy from James Kent and the research team continued evaluations and observations. They remained her primary caretakers with her mother's consent and, and her psychologist's consent. I have to adjust my seat. Okay. Um, while Jeannie lived with the regulars, her mother visited once a week. Um, they would also, they would usually meet at a park or a restaurant, which helped their relationship strengthen. The regulars never expressed antipathy, antipathy, which is a feeling of dislike towards Jeannie's mother. Their efforts to be polite to her inadvertently came off as condescension. And years later, Marilyn felt uncomfortable acting as a mother to Jeannie in her house when Irene was present. So there was obviously some tension between the foster parents versus the bio mom. Granted, the bio mom. I mean, she watched her daughter get subjected to these terrible, awful treatings. But, I mean, she was basically blind, so what could she do? But then again, she... I don't know. I can't... I don't... I'm going to be really honest. I don't, I don't care for her. No, and you won't. More. Just wait. Just wait. There's more. <laughs> Okay, with the exception of Dave Shirley, who said he felt other scientists didn't treat her like an equal, Jeannie's mother didn't didn't get along with other research, researchers. Some disliked her due to her apathy during Jeannie's childhood. There you go. Yeah. Total carelessness. Yeah, exactly. David Riggler felt Jeannie's mother was in denial about Jeannie's condition and the hand she had in causing it. She often gave mm-hmm. conflicting statements about her marriage in Jeannie's childhood Seemed she would say what she thought people wanted to hear, which was believed by the research team, fear of reprobation, disapproval, disapproval, because I didn't know what that meant, or ostracism for telling the truth. So, like, they said one thing, she she would say exactly what she thought they needed to hear kind of thing. Which, I mean, she was probably conditioned, too, because she was just, I mean, not just as abused as Jeannie, but still, she was beaten as well and couldn't talk to her own daughter. Uh, sorry for the snot sound. I have allergies. Okay. So, Jean Butler, going back to this freaking winner. She married soon after Jeannie was taken from her home and used the last name, I'm going to guess Rutch. R-U-C-H. Rutch. Yeah. Because she's a roach. Oh, I'm so glad I thought of that. Roach. Her new last name is Roach, because I'm saying it. But it's it's actually Rutch. To help 
keep keep in contact with Jeannie's mom. Their conversations were shallow in nature, but they continued along very well. Like they they become really close, and their relationship makes me sick. Mm-hmm. During her stay with the Wrigglers, Rutch Roach accused researchers of conducting harmful tests persistently, deliberately forcing her mother out of her life. I was like, is that really a bad thing? <laughs> and then misusing grant money, which the teen consistently and emphatically denied. Jeannie's mom began listening to Roach and thought the research team was marginalizing her. So she was getting in her head. She was Ansel living her. But Ann Sullivan was actually a great person. I believe. Uh, was she? No? Uh, it's controversial. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that'll be another story one day. Mm-hmm. I've come across some new um, rabbit hole ideas for you because I want a rabbit hole with you. Anyway. This whole thing and what's the book? Lies My Teacher Told Me. Oh, okay. I read it about Helen Keller and mm-hmm. that whole story. Okay. Noted. Without any real cause, her incontinence resurfaced when she was moved back in with um, with the regulars. So it resurfaced, but I'm like, did it really ever end? Was this light? Because this lady lies about everything. Okay. Was it was severe for the first few weeks, but lowered for after um, several months. In contrast to Butler's notes, Jeannie acted out angrily. Oh my gosh. Angrily. Thank you. Or. On Jesus, I can't read my own handwriting. I don't do good with type or my own words. It's fine. It's gonna be okay. Uh, I burped. You're welcome. On herself, noting um, spilling containers of liquid sent her into a tantrum, which was attributed to her abuse when it would happen in her childhood. Because anytime she did something wrong, my child. Okay, I freaking hope so. So the door just slammed. Goodbye, she's everyone. Got a couple boys with her, and she's looking for tennis balls. So the boys don't have enough. <laughs> Do we need to pause for a moment? No. Okay. No, I thought I don't have tennis balls. And that's probably her leaving. Like, fine. I'm fine. I forgot where I am. <laughs> oh, okay. Talking about um, spilling and she'd have tantrums because of her abuse. She was frightened by their dog um, for obvious reasons. And... Upon meeting the dog for the first time, she ran and hid. Her speech was more halting and hesitant than Rutch, Roach described. Roach. It's probably Roach, but I like Roach better because it's super freaking personality. Jeannie rarely spoke. During the first three months with the regulars, she muttered one-word utterances. Unless she saw something which scared her, both speech and behavior exhibited a great deal of latency, often for several minutes for no clear reason and still no reaction to temperature. Which changes. But anyways, she had issues controlling her impulses. Sometimes I'm that way. But anyways, frequently engaging in highly antisocial and destructive behavior. Um, she was taught to have fr- frustrations outwardly by uh, generally having a fit, is what Marilyn was trying to teach her instead of, like, like hurting herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeannie sought compliments on her appearance. Marilyn started to paint her nails to help her not scratch herself. I thought that was really kind of, it's kind of sweet in a weird way. Um, Jeannie started to gain control over her responses and with prompting verb and with prompting verbally expressed frustration, although tantrums never seized or self-harm. So she was throwing tantrums, but she'd still um, hurt, try to hurt, hurt herself. Mm-hmm. When angry, she often shook one finger or loosely waved her hand. Like she would just sit there and just like, that's what she would do. I'm like, well, that's better than scratching yourself. I mean, it's something. 
but she um, she did grow less scared of the regular's puppy after about two weeks, and she didn't fear the dog, but was still deathly afraid of unfamiliar cats and dogs that she didn't know. So I'm like, it's, it's progress and not all at once. Yeah. But she didn't respond unless directly addressed or if classical music was playing, and if she was spoken to, she almost never acknowledged it and would walk off eventually. Like if, she, if they weren't like, Jeannie, do this for me, Jeannie. How do you feel? Do you need to do this? If you decided like, oh, hey, do you want to grab that cup for me? She'd be like, boop. Didn't that's hear a thing. Me. What? You didn't say my name. That's not me. That's not me. That's, yes. Perfect. Hello. Curtis, the late her uh, Susan Curtis, started reading her children's stories to get her to listen. But in October of 1971, she was clearly showing that she was listening and responding to her reading. Her reactions to stimuli became more rapid, but by the end of her stay, it took her several minutes before giving a response to somebody. But eventually she would. Like, even mm -hmm. if they if they eventually said, hey, grab me that cup, like, a few minutes would go by, and then she'd do it. So. She's processing that. I think they're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. I feel like that happened. My name. They could just be looking at me. <laughs> hey. Picking it up, man. So, yeah, she's just, she comes a long way, and then it, Oh, it all progresses. It make oh, it was, Would it was, you stop it? Like right now, I'm happy, and you're just setting her behavior and social about. skills improved to the point she went to first nursery school. Doesn't matter. Then a public school for mentally <laughs> our children. I don't like saying that word. Mentally retarded children. Her age. She learned simple chores. She learned how to iron, use a sewing machine, and she learned how to make small meals for herself. She had progressed controlling herself at home and in public, but it was still hard to prevent her socially inappropriate masturbation, but it almost entirely ceased by the end of her stay with the regulars. Like they, that was one they had a lot of issues with. But I mean, that's like, that was a big deal because it was never ever confirmed. Like if she was sexually assaulted, I mean, it's pretty obvious, but you can't just say, oh yeah, she was because we don't know. There's no I wonder document. if that is an issue with... <clears throat> You know, others who are lacking in certain social, I don't really know what I'm right. trying to say, but. I'm following you. Picking up what you're putting that's down. something that happens a lot, that whole public masturbation right. kind of thing, like that you Does, are not control, right. not in control of that. I'm going to look that up somewhere. That'll be in the rabbit hole. That's no not... one look at my history. <laughs> Ever. In February of 90, 1973, Curtis recorded the first time Jeannie shared something with her. She still took things, but indicated she knew she wasn't supposed to. Um, her mood improved and interactions improved as well. Her language improved, but she had some difficulties with pronouns like me and you, where she said, Mama, love you, while she, pointing to herself, making it seem she couldn't distinguish she was different from somebody else. While it was challenged with language, they did have improve, improvements. There was a lot more in-depth detail, but I'm like, I can chop this down to where it's not like me taking the whole entire time. Wait. My computer starts to freak out. Uh, hello. Oh, literally a new paragraph. She was starting to be taught of past events and was saying, Father hit big stick father is angry to herself, making it clear she recalled her abuse. She repeated father hit to herself and they tried to explain death to her because she would ask where her father was 
and she would act afraid that he would come get her. As her language progressed, she talked about her father in more detail and his treatment of her. She said, and this is a direct quote, father hit arm, big wood, genie cry, not spit, father hit face, spit, father hit big stick, father is angry, father hit genie, big stick, father take peace, wood hit, cry, father make me cry, father was dead. I read that and I was like, it just broke my heart. It made me so sad seeing that they had that in, in there. I just have like a fragmented movie in my head of what her memory must have been like trying to get this description out, you know? Right. Um, nope. Nonverbal communication continued to excel. She pantomimed words, word, words, words. As she said them and also acted out events she couldn't verbalize. She would draw pictures when asked to and use them to communicate as well when she couldn't word it together. Um, finally, okay, this is backtracking a tiny bit. Um, in mid-1972, Jeannie's mother finally told them why Jeannie was afraid of dogs when she would showed a picture of a wolf that the father would growl at her, bare his teeth, and whatnot. In 1974, they developed a type of sign language just for Jeannie to help further her communication. Why hadn't she told him all this stuff before then? Like, as soon as, like, <sighs> her mother's a freaking piece of garbage. But anyways, in 1975, when Jeannie turned 18, her mother said she wanted to care for her. In mid-1975, the regulars agreed to end their foster parenting and let her move back in with her mother at her childhood home, which is where she was abused. And I, I put, I was like, wouldn't that be too triggering? Like, I Maybe feel... she's still living there. Yeah, why? What? Mm -mm. Uh, the regulars... like this lady. No. Glad she's dead. Spoiler. Um, regular... like, I'm more glad the dad's dead, but yeah. Just as equally, yes. Regulars still assisted in her care, and Curtis, although there was no funding for her, continued regular testing and observations. So there was a big part of the, in, in the notes I have sitting here, but... There was just, they had ran out of grant money and they felt, they're like, there's not much more we can do to like keep testing her and observing her. So Curtis just did it on her own, but they were completely out of money. Like they stopped funding this project. Jeannie. I love that she kept going. Oh, she's so, and she's just, she just looks like she's just, you'll have to go check out. I'll show you the Instagram post afterwards, but she just looks like she's just like a fun, just loving lady. Susan Curtis was is the cutest. I don't know if she's still alive. I would assume so. I don't know. But it became quickly, over, quickly overwhelming for Jeannie's mother. Jeannie's lack of self-control and behaviors were very distressing. Her new... Um, okay, so I, I accidentally jumped ahead. So she ended up... Her mom ended up asking for them to take her and put her in a different home, and she didn't tell Susan Curtis or the regulars where she went. Like She did it behind their back, so to speak. So she was put in a new placement where she was... Uh, very, it was very rigid and far less had far less access to her favorite objects and activities. Um, she had contacted the California Department of Health to find new care for Jeannie without the regular's knowledge. The new placement subjected her to extreme abuse, physical and emotional, resulting in her incontinence resurfacing and constipation, and she went back to her coping mechanism of silence. She completely reverted. At one point, she vomited in the new home, and they beat her so bad, they said if she vomited again, she'd never see her mom again. 
She wouldn't, she wouldn't open her mouth for free, fear of vomiting and facing more punishment. She was scared to eat or speak and became withdrawn and used sign language to communicate completely. Like she completely stopped making noise because of this new foster home. And this is uh, the foster care system is a whole nother story. But Curtis was the only person who was allowed regular contact with Jeannie, who had weekly meetings for testing and noted the extreme deterioration in Jeannie's condition. She started petitioning to remove Jeannie from the home, but she and social services had issues contacting John Minor, who I ended up finding out he was her unpaid legal guardian, but he wasn't, I don't know if he was involved. I didn't really go into a lot of details about him because his name wasn't mentioned all that much, but he was her unpaid, he was her legal guardian, even though she was 18. Um, only they finally succeeded of removing her from the home after several months and in April of 1977 with David Riggler and minor, they removed her from the foster care home because of Jeannie's previous treatments. Minor and Riggler had her stay at the children's hospital for two weeks where her condition moderately improved. She was then placed in another foster home where she did fairly well. But in December of 1977, the arrangement suddenly ended. She moved into another temporary setting after which authorities put her in another foster home. Curtis wrote to Minor that Jeannie did not understand the reason she was moving and believed it was her fault for not being a good enough person and the frequency with her living arrangements changed, further traumatized her and caused, um, caused continued developmental regression. Now, let me just say 1977. Is that not? Yep. And we're back in 1976. Hello. Curtis had been, oh, okay. So back in 1976, Curtis had been working on a dissertation about Jeannie's case and it was entitled Jeannie, a psycholinguistic study of a modern day in quotations, wild child. And the academic press published it for the following year. Prior to this time. Okay. This is when I think that they get into this lawsuit. Um, prior to this time, Jeannie's mother reportedly thought of Jeannie and Curtis's friends, but in the early 1978, she wrote that she was very offended at the title and some of the contents of Curtis's dissertation. She decided to sue the Children's Hospital, her therapist, their supervisors, and several researchers, including Curtis, Riggler, James Kent, and Howard Hansen. Privately, she disputed some of the details of the family's treatment during Jeannie's childhood, but her official complaint did not. Instead, she asserted a violation of patient confidentiality and accused the research team of giving testing priority over Jeannie's welfare, invading Jeannie's privacy, and severely overworking Jeannie. But you let your it's husband... Not neglecting her. Uh, and I was about to say that. At least they didn't let her, someone lock her in a room and beat her constantly if she made a sound. But it's fine. You're going to sue them because you're stupid. Anyway, spoiler, uh, regional media picked up the lawsuit quickly and members of the research team were shocked when they found out about it. All scientists who were named were adamant they never forced or coerced Jeannie, maintaining that Jeannie's mother and her lawyers grossly exaggerated the length and nature of their testing and denied any breach of confidentiality. While David Riggler was giving his disposition, he discovered Dean Butler wrote whatever had goaded Jeannie's mother into suing in an interview years later the lawyers who worked with Irene her mom confirmed Roach heavily influenced the actions of Jeannie's mother throughout the course of the lawsuit the suit was settled in 1984 however in 1983 the year I was born um, David Riggler wrote the case never came to trial it was dismissed by the Superior Court of the State of California with prejudice meaning that because 
It was without substance. It can never be refiled. So in 1978, Susan Curtis said in late December of 77, she had been asked if she could be Jeannie's legal guardian, but that after she met with Jeannie on January 3rd, 1978, Jeannie's mother suddenly stopped allowing her and the rest of the research team to see Jeannie again, immediately ending all testing and observations. In early 78, authorities discovered that after Jeannie turned 18, John Minor had failed to update his status as Jeannie's legal guardian as a minor to that of her legal guardian as an adult incapable of, care, of caring for herself. Without consulting Minor on March 30th of that year, authorities officially transferred guardianship to her mother, who subsequently forbade all of the scientists except Jay Shirley from seeing her or Jeannie. Jean Roach, I hate her, stayed in contact with Irene and continued to spread negative rumors about Jeannie's condition, especially targeting Curtis, until 1986 when a stroke left her with aphasia, which is a loss, to, a loss of ability to understand or express speech due to brain damage. Oh. Can you say karma? karma. <laughs> and she died in 1988 following another stroke. So, um, shucks. That's so unfortunate. Like Shouldn't just going, you know what? How about stroke? How about you just not be able so to talk funny. to ever again? Yeah, shut your damn mouth. And now you're dead. So, there you go. That's probably a little still harsh. Trying, still trying to open your mouth with the stroke? Let's do another one. It's <laughs> a second stroke. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jeannie was moved to other foster homes, at least four, I'm pretty sure, where she was subjected to more physical abuse and harassment. Shirley saw her at her 27th birthday party and then two years later, but he was, she was clearly depressed and uncommunicative. Jeannie did, did end up in a home and she was able to visit the regulars again who said that when they were greeted by her, she called them by name. Aww. So in one of the homes she did end up in, it, she ended up thriving there. But as of 2016, so we're going two, just four years ago, she is a ward of the state of California and lives in an undisclosed facility. Her mother died in 1987. I don't remember how she died, but she's dead. No. Not her mother. I thought her mom died in 2003. Brother, she did die in 2003. I'm totally wrong. Hello? Hello? Yeah, she, she went, her mom ended up going blind again due to glaucoma. And she was, yeah, put into a foster home with um, more support. And she was happy. And although she was hard to understand, was very much more verbal. Hmm. Yeah, that, oh, she died at the age of 87. I don't know how to read. In 2003, of unspecified natural causes. And then it was said her brother also passed. Um, he'd seen her twice, like after every, like his, you know, he dipped out when he was 18. He was yeah, like, fuck he, this, I'm out, bye. He's gotta be screwed up. He did. He ended up having a daughter, I know at one point they said, and he didn't have a great relationship with her, like he just didn't because. Hurt her, though, did he? No, he didn't hurt her. He just wasn't involved and just didn't. I've been very upset if that's where you were going. No, he didn't. Oh. He just didn't know how to connect with her. Like he yeah, didn't know a good connection. Well, like, when you're never taught, when you're never taught love, you don't know love. That's nope. But he he passed away in 2011, is what it was said. But um, to this day, Curtis has uh, Susan Curtis has still tried to see Jeannie again, but she's been unable. Like no one's been able to locate her, and they don't know where she is. They just how do you not know where she is? Because it was like written, like her mom had it put in like stone. Where when after she died, she's like, I don't want these people to be able to contact my daughter. So, like, she had extreme legalities. Years like, of working with her, and now just... Now you just nothing. strip all the people away who she literally loved. 
But that yeah. is the conclusion of uh, this wild, freaking feral child, sweet little genie. Um, there is, okay, I guess I can read these off really quick. And maybe I'll just post these on the Instagram. But there's a, uh, this a documentary was called Secret of the Wild Child, which um, Russ Reimer wrote a book about it. It won multiple Emmy Awards. Um, and then you could also read Susan Curtis's dissertation. There was a television series called Body Chalk on Feral Children entitled Wild Child and include a segment on Jeannie. Um, there's been several magazine articles. Um, uh, Russ Reimer wrote a novel called Paris Twilight, which is um, he drew on Jeannie's life for the theme of his 2013 novel. There's an independent film called Mock Mockingbird Don't Sing, released in 2001, and it's about her case, but it was from the perspective of Susan, Susan Curtis, but for legal, legal reasons, all the names were changed. Mm -hmm. So I guess there's other children you can look into um, that have also gone through similar cases of this. Uh, Marcos Rodriguez Pantoja? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that name. Okay, hold on. Marie Angelique Memi LeBlanc. Oxana Malaya, Blanche Monnier, Casper Hauser, and Anna, just a feral child. So yeah, that was, that's it. That's, that's the three-parter. <laughs> the final part of Sweet, Sweet Jeannie. But I think in the one post I had, I had a picture of her and her mom as her like an adult. Mm -hmm. Like she was grown up and you could just, and it's so weird. It like there, I knew a lady who looked very similar to her, who had the same kind of mental issues mm -hmm. and they look so similar, but obviously not the same person, but they're, if I could find a picture of her, I'm sure I'd have to ask my mom, but it was, it blew my mind. I'm like, Oh my God, that looks just like her. They look so similar, but it's, yeah, it was just uh, bonkers bananas. <laughs> just was like, Oh, Kelly, that cutie. <laughs> She's uh, the cutest. Uh, she cannot do that. She just dated it. All right, since we didn't get to do it last time, Kelly's going to take us down a rabbit hole. Hello, Babylonians. I know a lot of you have been with us for a long time, even from the beginning, and we cannot say thank you enough. And I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately, how do you make your own podcast? Well, it's simple. I use Anchor, anchor.fm, which is the website, or there is an app, or you can go on your computer, whatever you want to do. It's the easiest way. Um, it is run through Spotify, so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to distribute your podcast out onto, and there's lots of different, it'll stream to at least, I think, 10 different platforms or more. Um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter where your setup is like, you can start creating today, today, and tell me what your podcast name is because you know I'm going to listen. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry, I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money, yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. 
And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me, even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening. I am a little, I'm going to go, I'm going to go somewhere here. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys knew that there's this thing going on right now called a pandemic. Oh yeah. Have you heard of this COVID-19 thing? (laughs) Also, AKA Corona virus. (laughs) I wish I was drinking a Corona right now because that'd be funny. All right. Well, so my sister and I were just kind of talking about this and remember we Is we, today we, her birthday or yesterday was? Yesterday was her birthday. She is like 20 or something. 20? Um Cute. yeah, cuz I'm 2 years younger than her. <laughs> turned 18. <laughs> and she's got a 17-year-old child. I want to be 18. That was terrible. No, it? 18 was not I'm a good year from here. 30. I'd rather be 28. All right. I'll be 28 um, next year. What? I'll be 28 next year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our question became, you know, she was talking about the flu and I was like, okay, but what is the flu? I mean, we've, we've talked about swine flu. We've talked about just the flu. Spanish you know, flu. we have a different flu every year. It seems like this one's A, B, C, D, H, I, J, K. Then you've got the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. And I'd also heard of the bird flu, which oh, yeah. I to find out was the Spanish flu. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. Um, because I guess my comment to her was, oh, she wanted to know what it all came from. I go, I think they've all, uh, originated in animals of some sort. And she goes, no, I don't, I don't know if that's right. And so when we question each other like that, that's when we start doing our little research investigations and it come, comes to find out I am correct. Guys, and guys, guys, Kelly, all of did work. Originated <laughs> from animals. Um, animals. But I just, you know, I'm trying to wrap my head around it because number one, my history is terrible it's terrible don't ask me about like anything i was supposed to learn in high school about history um, i, I don't history. think i could have put the wars of the world Mm-mm. in order Mm-mm. to save my life like me neither but i love i had about the them. revolutionary war after the civil war at oh, one point okay which well really doesn't make sense <laughs> just so you know i mean when I when I thought about it, I was like, oh, that's because it was we were fighting for okay with British owned, yeah, okay, that was way before like North and South and yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Um, it's fine, but I just wasn't thinking. I was like, I thought Civil War was way older, uh, and uh, it's just those, those it comments. sounds like it should be like Revolutionary Civil. I get it. I, I guess I don't know what I don't know. You don't this. We don't know what's going on up here. Um, and your sister so or you? Spanish flu. Okay. I had put as like a plague. Okay, and I had put this in like the 1700, 1500, some, whatever. I don't know where I had gone. Uh-huh. I was very confused. Uh, and I go, I think it was like hundreds of years ago. And she goes, Kelly, that was like 1918. And I was like, mm, I don't know if you're right. The bl- like the black, <laughs> so, like the black plague? Maybe. The plague? I don't really know. The I one literally... that was the fleas and the rats. What was oh, that yeah. one? No, I'm pretty sure that's the black plague. I thought that was Spanish flu. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super intelligent. How smart I am. Um, Just kidding, guys. I've been putting about a, our iTunes reviews. We don't. You don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> you just, just, say just it. kidding. We have two. We have five five star ratings. Just 
say it. Look at us go. All right, I'm going to try and not let this guy die on me, but my really wonderful computer that doesn't even belong to me belongs to the USD 102. Hey, it's just been turning off. It's not plugged in, even though it's 100% battery. It's great. My computer, um, literally I, I wanted, though, to know where influenza itself, like before the Spanish flu, began. Like, yeah, like how was it discovered? Like, and how is this different than just like a cold? Because there's like influenza a, a, influenza B. Right, there's all these strands. And so I realized uh, a cold is like bacterial. Yeah. And and they say COVID's just a string all off your of that. Influenzas are viruses. So. But that was my mind blowing. Separate things like a bacteria is a living thing in and of itself right a virus is not alive it's uh, sort of like a piece of dna sort of that will attack your immune system so it's not a, a living thing on its own it, just it has messes to... up living things and trees have heartbeats okay <laughs> well they do they're vascular i know <laughs> we talked about that no. okay anyway i just you know, because I'm getting plague. <laughs> we have flu mixed up. It's the same thing. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. I really don't. Um, so I, I wanted to go just sort of an overview of it. First of all, is before the 16th century. Okay. So um, the outbreak of influenza, there was one reported in 1173. Holy crap. But it's not considered to be a pandemic and other reports to 1500 generally lack reliability. So, I mean, that just one little thing right there is basically telling us we don't know where it <laughs> really fine. began. So it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. wasn't answered, but I kept going anyway. In the 16th century, um, there was a pandemic in 1510 that spread from Asia to Africa, and then it engulfed Europe. Jesus. And that is the first influenza pandemic to have intracontinental spread documented with less lethality than future pandemics. So it's just one of the first pandemics that, you know, of the flu was in 1510. It's hand in hand with what's going on in the and world. And it only right was, now I have to think about 1510. Um, the United States as it is now was not. Oh, yeah. That way, you know, 1492. Is that we when win. He, uh, yeah. Sailed the Sailed ocean blue. That little. And then claimed to have found the Americas when mm -hmm. he really just. Killed everyone. Didn't. All the Indians and stuff. And lots of people down it before him. Yep. Um, Vikings. Anyway, so Columbus is still, you know, being the belligerent man that he is. Um, in it. 1557, then, so okay. 47 years later, gotcha. another pandemic spread from Asia to the Ottoman Empire and then Europe and then the Americas and Africa. Jesus. This flu pandemic is the first to be reliably recorded as spreading worldwide. Holy crap. So how? It's when flu received its first English names. It was in 1557 because it finally kind of hit the Americas. So so does it talk about how it like happens? Is it like in the body? Like Yeah, we, well, well how the flu yeah. happens. Uh, I mean, you mean like respiratory? Is it something like yeah, yeah, yeah. flu? We can go into more detail. Okay. Uh, and look at, at those specific ones again. Cool. Um, it's also the first pandemic in which the flu is linked to miscarriages. Oh. Yeah. Pandemic lasted for at least two years. Oh, they're going to say like 200 years. I was like, Jesus. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Tits. Okay. Now. Two years is still a long time. 
Yeah. Also in the 16th century, there was a the pandemic in 1580. It's well documented with high mortality recorded as influenza spreads across Europe. So it was just Europe, but lots of deaths there too. Um, all right. Then we've got, it kind of skips a century. I guess the 17th century was a time of healing <laughs> and washing of hands. When did they figure out, when, when was germ theory? Germ theory? Yeah. Tell me, tell me a date on germ theory. If you could do that for me, just roll. Germ theory. Wow. Who am I? For those of you listening, they're like germ theory. What does that mean? Like once upon a time, we really had no idea that we had to be clean in order to not spread disease. Um, and they actually found this in hospitals when women, maybe uh, midwives were delivering babies. They were a little cleaner than the doctors themselves were. And the doctors were losing more women and they couldn't figure out why, but it was because they were dirtier. Okay. So basic forms of germ theory was performed. Proposed in the late Middle Ages um, in 1025, and then again in the 14th century, and then in 1546 by Girolamo Okay. Ouch. Please don't. Oh, God. And expanded upon by Marcus Van Plensis in 1762. All right. So... Oh, and then, then it gets into, the, like, the smallpox. Like okay, so that'd be 1762. Yes. Is that 17th century? Or is that... That'd be 18th that would be century. 18th century. Yeah, because we jumped so really ahead, was, which makes no sense to me. <laughs> it's, it's just interesting. I'm just wondering what happened to the 17th century. Like, why were there no pandemics in that hundred years? You know what I'm saying? Everybody was bathing. Well, but we didn't even know, really. It wasn't, like, widespread that we have to be clean. Oh. People were still praying over people is what I'm people saying. People are... Sorry. I'm on our app that tracks like where people listen and <laughs> Ecuador and Singapore keep going back and forth because they're, they're listening. In a fight. <laughs> they're in a fight to listen to We're us. We're going to be on there more. Yes. I love our internationals. I love it so India, much. India, Norway, Ireland, Mexico, Singapore, Ecuador. Oh, and I want to go and see where you live and what you do and stuff. We're just going to stalk you. I'm going to go places. Anyways, uh, back to the flu. Yeah. Not stalking um, anymore. Now, it says data from this century is more informative of pandemics than those of previous years. The first agreed influenza pandemic of the 18th century begins in 1729. Okay. And you can go on and read about that one also. It doesn't say anything more here. Gotcha. Um, then in the 19th century, two influenza pandemics are recorded in the century. This is where avian influenza, which is bird, bird flu, cool. which is what the Spanish flu was, um, is recorded for the first time. That and what year in, was that? Uh, it just says, and, and I could click on it. Oh. Um, I guess avian influenza, known informally as avian flu or bird flu, the variety of influenza caused by viruses. Um, it, it's not giving me a date here on that. It's just, so when I click on it, it basically says, oh, never mind, I just got it. You know what? All I have to do is put my little thing over here and it tells me. Hmm? Um, never mind, it just tells me what my extension is. So if I, I could look at the history of avian influenza, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm going to take, I'm, I'm not going to do that just yet. I'm just going to tell you a timeline here. Okay. And we're going to go back and, and get into details that you asked about here in just a second. Uh, okay. I'm relevant. Hello. Let's come back. I'm going to come back. I'm going to, I'm going to reflect on your feelings. Um, oh God. 
So, recorded for the first time in the 19th century. Oh, okay. Not that now, long ago. The 20th century. Oh, snaps. That not this even is, less This under. is the one that we're always referring to. Influenza pandemics are recorded four times, starting with the deadly Spanish flu. This is also the period of virus isolation and development of vaccines. Prior to the 20th century, much information about influenza is generally not considered certain. Although the virus seems to have caused epidemics throughout human history, historical data on influenza are difficult to interpret because the symptoms can be similar to those of other respiratory diseases. HPV. Makes me think I have of no that. idea if what I'm saying is correct. I just threw out HPV. Makes me think of the Earth song. Which is HPV, uh, herpes. Human what papilloma. am I thinking of? Human papillomavirus. What's the... <laughs> it's not HPV. <laughs> <laughs> God. We're not doctors, oh God, everyone. What Remember is the, that. What is the chest thing? It's three-letter H something. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Look up um, respiratory infections and stuff. Tell me what my letters are. Oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's not talking about herpes. I'm sorry. Letters. I threw out. Like, someone just probably laughed when I said it. Like, she's so funny. But I, <laughs> I knew what I was talking about. Actually. SARS. Uh, RSV? Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, is I mean, a little different. Um, <laughs> a lot different. <laughs> oh my god. I, I sound like a smoker. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm gonna start hacking up a lung. Oh my god, that's so. <laughs> RSV and HPV are so different. I mean, I totally meant RSV when I said HPV is <laughs> in your vaginal region. Yeah, or your balls. Don't forget the males. They also no. get it. RSV. RSV. Uh. So, so when oh. I say the symptoms are similar to those of other respiratory diseases, let me back. We're literally saying respiratory, which is an R. R. <laughs> respiratory virus is literally SRSV. We're not. <laughs> you guys are welcome. I got a drink I mean, on that. Might be why I had the like Spanish plague and the Spanish <laughs> mixed up. I can't breathe. Yeah, this is a steel trap right here. <laughs> Kelly just made me laugh so hard. I'm crying. That's right. so rad. All, All right. right. Tell us about the ABCs, okay? Come on, let's go. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> this guy's just. Whew. Okay. 1945 to the 21st century, international health organizations merge and large-scale vaccination campaigns begin. We need bigger ones. Worldwide accessible databases multiply in order to control outbreaks and prevent pandemics like the CDC. I know I got both letters. <laughs> not the yep, CIA. I've got, I've got the title for this okay. one in my head already. New influenza strain outbreaks still occur. Efficacy of currently available vaccines is still insufficient to diminish the current annual health burden induced by the virus. I love that word, efficacy. But anyways, oh, continue. No, efficacious. Efficacious. That came out in um, a meeting I was in <laughs> for our adaptive schools that we were doing. Yeah. And we efficacious. were supposed to pick like what really resonated with us. And, that's and I wanted the sentence just because it had the word efficacious. And I just wanted to say efficacious. And I was just bluntly honest with Malia. It's like, and what 
chose you to pick that? What resonated with you? And I'm like, I like the word efficacious. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> just kind of looked at me like successful in producing a desired or intended result. It's just making yourself do something. I know. It's being it's actively being involved, effective. being proactive. Um, Precisely. Yeah. Being effective wherever you are. But efficacy is so fun. I love that word. Mm-hmm. Just rolls off the tongue. All right. Well, let's go back. You wanted to know more. And I'm going to figure out how to do this. Why does that have setting? I wonder if. My goodness. See, I got rid of my Chrome because I thought it was putting on bad pop-ups. And now I don't know how to click on <laughs> So we're starting a blooper reel. We're just going to... Because... We're going <laughs> to jump over here to, your to my phone. Did your computer die? Oh, no. No, just... Okay, I was just assuming. It hasn't yet, but... Um, but buttons, where you at, though? I miss your kitty. She hates people. But she doesn't hate me. Do you know me. where she goes? She goes in the storage room over there on the top shelf where I have like old uh, bedspreads and things that were the kids'. I found her there the other day and I think she kind of looked angry. Like, you found my found spice. Found spice. I love her. Me and that cat bonded. And Arla is now asking, Where's my Trisha? Where's my Trisha? Because that's her hamster's name. Ah, uh, yes. That's I my. Patricia. Patricia. Patricia Chuck Sylvia. She's got multiple personalities. <gasps> now, communicable. Ha. Diseases. <laughs> another fun word. Right? Communicable. I want to be communicable and efficacious. And eat my ABC cereal. Mm. <laughs> anyway, communicable diseases existed during humankind's hunter-gatherer days, but the shift to agrarian life 10,000 years ago created communities that made epidemics more possible like yep. malaria tuberculosis leprosy influences smallpox and others first appeared during that period i like when we get ready to pronounce words we can't say we both point at each other and we know we're about to butcher a word or we're gonna say it or it's so gonna perfect. come out so pretty and you're like i'm <sighs> amazing and i'm proud of i you. just said agrarian agrarian I'm pretty positive i said it correctly i'm 100 percent sure and you i'm did. also 100 positive i still don't know what it means agrarian um i'm i'm assuming go ahead and look it up before you say what it is i like to guess because my assumption or, on what the word you meaning spell it agrarian a-g-r-a-r-i-a-n i think it'd be like more civilized it starts with an a Yes. So you already spelled it wrong. Okay, what do you think it means? Like, more civilized. Relating to a cultiv cultivated land or the cultivation of land. Ah. Uh, or the noun is a person who advocates a redistribution of landed property, especially as a part of a social movement. Hmm. Okay. So just more structured. Yeah. All right. You weren't far off. Yeah. It's a fun word, though. Now, I've... I've came to the phone to try to get this information that I cannot get off my computer because my son's destroyed me. <laughs> um, and it's like taking things further back than this timeline did. Oh, snaps. For example, 430 BC in Athens. Holy crap. All right. This just said before the 16th century, um, the outbreak of influenza is not considered to be a pandemic. And then everything else 
lacks reliability. So I guess everything I'm saying here actually lacks reliability. Same. Uh, anyway, they say one happened during the Peloponnesian War. Mm. Now, after the disease passed through Libya, Ethiopia, and Egypt, it crossed the Athenian walls as the Spartans laid siege. Mm. As much as two-thirds of the population died. Oh, that's a lot of freaking people. Yeah. The symptoms included fever, thirst, bloody throat and tongue, red skin, uh, and lesions. Oh. Oh. The disease suspected to have been typhoid fever. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Remember typhoid, Mary? Oh. She was a mess. Same. She was a mess. Typhoid, Mary. Just stop giving everybody your disease. Okay, so it says that she was a cook, but I immediately read it as cock because I'm a 12-year-old boy. Yeah, okay, and she, like, knew, knowingly knew that she'd given only people typhoid because she herself was asymptomatic. Uh, oh. Gets in prison for it, gets out of prison, Goes and cooks for people again yeah. and gives them all typhoid again. Yeah. She was an Irish-born cook. She was insane. Well, I have to add her to the list. I mean, I... Oh, could... she was twice forcibly quarantined by authorities. Yeah. yeah, they're like, stop it, Mary. And then she would run off somewhere where no one knew her under an assumed name or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other so this Mary is kind of going through pandemics. I have looked up. Okay, and this is probably why plague and flu correlate. I don't even know the other word. Correlate. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, but I like to say correlate. Yeah, how I pronounced it, like co. Correlate. Like co-workers. Correlate. Anyway, so they're all plagues. So this was talking about the flu. This is talking about plagues. That's why my information is different. The 11th century is when leprosy came. There's some... <laughs> there's some um, meme or something. Oh, I can't remember. They were talking about someone coming out and it's the L word and it's supposed to be like lesbian, you know, like, oh, mm -hmm. this is, and someone else is like leprosy. No. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Right. Oh. That's what the kids are looking at. <laughs> okay. Here it is. The black death was what I thought was the Spanish flu. That was in 1350. That was one third of the world population. The bubonic plague yeah. is not the same thing as the Spanish flu. If anyone else out there thought it was, please, please, please <laughs> send us messages and tell me I'm not the only one that's that dense. <laughs> I thought it was the same thing, man. Uh, all right. There was a Colombian exchange. Has smallpox, measles, bubonic plague. They were passed through native... Uh, the Aztec Empire was destroyed the by leper, What did the leper say to the prostitute? Keep the tip. Oh, gross. <laughs> Why do you think that's gross? I'm trying to find the meme, and that's what I found. Oh. I can't. There's, you know, two condoms were walking down the street. They walked by a gay bar. Mm -hmm. One looks at the other and goes, want to go in there and get shit face? <laughs> Ew. Sorry, I love homosexuals, and you know I do. Oh, I so do I. Um, So sorry for the joke. But Hello. Matthew thought it was hilarious. I told him. So. <laughs> Hello. Um, what is it? What's that word when you're, like, in support of it? Ally. Oh, yeah. Ally of the LGBTQ. But... I don't know why I was thinking that. 
Don't come at us. We love them. <laughs> I'm the B in LGBTQ. Oh, thanks. Bye. Person, but Dave Chappelle had his stand up back in December. Or whatever. Oh, no, his, all his stories have been so great. He just I don't give a shit no more. He absolutely doesn't. And he is so incredibly offensive. I love him to pieces for it. I respect because that enough man. already. Hey, Dave Chappelle, support us. Or uh, sponsor us. Not, not support. Oh, it's so refreshing. Yeah. He just says it. And there was one point where he said something about like 36 year old, like, Ariel's down here and it's the P word I don't want to say it, even though I just said the story. And how no one wants that, like 30s. And I'm like, I'm fucking 40. Listen to this. <laughs> anything I ever heard. I'm like, he's probably right. I mean, I've had four kids. I want everyone to be clear that she didn't say the F word. She just brazed over it. I, I, I just. She fooled. I fooled. It almost sounded like you said fugged. Mm. Fugged. Like, oh, that was a word that Tim said to me yesterday. I'm not saying it on here because it's too close to a it. bad word, like a very uncomfortable bad word that makes everyone uncomfortable, including myself. But yeah, I was like, can you not say that? Because if um, isn't it interesting though that the flu has become a pandemic when what we know as pandemics are plagues and the measles and um, smallpox and typhoid, right? Yeah. So those things are like huge to read about now and talk about. And the future of us is the flu. Yeah. Like I grew up thinking the flu is, I mean, don't get the shot. It's just going to make you sick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've never gotten, I got the shot when I was pregnant. That was it. Well, I just learned as I got older that every shot, I mean, it was a different flu the next season. So everybody's like, darn shot isn't working because flu changed again. Yeah. And then if you don't start reading about that, if you want to die in your own drool from <laughs> sleeping and falling asleep upside down or something, I don't know how you would actually do any of that, but the weird asexual asphyxiation, I'm sure. <sighs> no, I wasn't trying to be sexual. Wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to prevent the frilu. Frilu. I'm I'm leaving. Bye. All right. Um, I want to recap because we had said you wanted to know uh, how the flu. Like, how did it, like, become, like, the very first person who had it? Yeah, but that's the thing. That's what I wanted to know. Uh, and all we get is that reports of it prior to 1500 lack reliability. Ooh. Now, with that said, medical development, all right. They say that there were symptoms of human influenza that are described by Hippocrates. Hippocrates? Yeah. Like talking person? 400. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's the father of medicine. You know how the, the mm -hmm. Hippocratic oath. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, am I saying that right? Hippocratic? Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. I don't know if there's for a minute I was like hippopotamus came in my head and I'm like oh, am I doing something crazy again hip hop anonymous hip hop anonymous you came up with the easy one that big daddy yeah. please don't see me no that's hip hop anonymous hip hop anonymous damn you you gave him all the easy ones yeah. <laughs> I love I well he baby. was one okay so no that's right there's your problem right there is that it was a thing before Christ. I wasn't laughing at that, sorry. BC. BC. Which means before Christ. 
For sure. And then but, AD means Anno Domini, which means right. no. not after death. Damn it. It's not. Everybody <laughs> no. thinks so, but it's not. I'll have to, I'll tell you this in a, oh when, when we wrap up this episode. When we wrap, okay. But no, um, you're fine. <laughs> but, yeah, I was really upset when I found out it wasn't after death. I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> uh, my best friend in second grade told me it meant after death. I believed him. Oh, look, there's epidemics. So they did say something uh, up ahead about up ahead before, up ahead about the one in 1173 and how it's not considered to be a pandemic um, because that is from continent to continent. It's a worldwide thing, whereas an epidemic is different. An epidemic is different. <laughs> now I'm phoning. I'm guessing. I'm this. thinking pandemic is international and epidemic isn't, but I could be completely wrong. A widespread occurrence of an infectious disease in a community at a particular time, okay. a flu epidemic. Okay. Shoplifting so has this one was epidemic proportions. Just in Europe. Okay. So that's why it would be an epidemic. Um, and then the term influenza is used is first used to describe a disease prevailing <clears throat> in 1357. And then it would be applied again to the epidemic in 1386 to 1387. And that one was in Italy, another epidemic. Oh. Ah. There was another epidemic Jesus. epidemic in Europe. Influenza-like illness epidemic develops in Europe, preferentially killing elderly and debilitating persons. Excuse my mouth. That sounds familiar. Here's a fun word. Epidemiol epidemiological. Epidemiological. I just want to be able to say it fast. Epidemiological. Epidemiological. No. Okay. Great. Please don't say it again because my head hurts. It's the first documentation of a key epidemiological feature of both pandemic and seasonal influenza. All right. So all that's in the 1300s. I wish you guys could have seen Kelly's little shimmy. It was adorable. I did it. <laughs> I just spilled my drink all up up my face. Oh, that's how it, it usually goes up. I don't know how that just happened. Gravity is different with Nicole. <laughs> I, don't, I have no gravity. I'm literally just floating in this basement right She's now. She's negative five Gs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a couple more epidemics in the 1400s. Uh, the next pandemic was that one in Africa. Um, I mean, this was kind of... Now, the, that, the pandemic in 1510... It was restricted to weaker individuals like children oh. and those who were bled. So they'd taken all the leeches, had taken all their blood. Uh, oh? I mean, am I right? I don't know. Uh, Isn't that what bled meant? Probably. I'm assuming that that's what that means. Again. That sounds terrible. I'm terrified wrong. of leeches. At least now my pop-up just says chocolate tools you should buy. <laughs> chocolate tools? Yeah. Is that like a sex Before, thing? Well, I hope not. I'm saying it's not. <laughs> chocolate so tools. No, 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 no. I no longer have porn pop-ups. Now it's talking about chocolate. 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 Um, okay, so we have some more pandemics of the flu in 1580. Eurasia in Africa. Okay, I talked about that one. Um, 1729, Eurasia. Again. And again, the first worldwide pandemic, like what we're seeing today, was in 1761, 1762. 
<clears throat> I don't know why I, I just did that sound. It doesn't have a name or anything like that. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Spill up my face. Now I'm drooling. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I wanted to know where, like, swine flu came from. Like, well, isn't that, like, H1N1? H H1N1, yeah. And that's pigs. Okay, it's coming up. Um, all right. Oh, so yeah. that was that worldwide one, right? Worldwide web. Sixty-two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was another pandemic in 1780 in Eurasia. Uh, there was another pandemic in 1830 to 1833. Ooh. Three years, Eurasia and the Americas. Wow. Um, it breaks out in the winter of 1830 in China. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. What in the hell is happening in China? I Are mean, you guys okay? 1830, they must have something weird there, right? There's got to be something setting. And they have witches. <laughs> That's funny. I watched a movie today with Harlow. You, know, um, you can't pray over people and heal them, but I believe in witches. <laughs> I, I stop. Um, <laughs> although, <laughs> they once called medical people witches instead of, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, That's a whole nother rabbit hole. <laughs> further spreading southward by sea to reach the Philippines, India, and Indonesia, and across Russia into Europe, and by 1831, the epidemic reaches the Americas. Overall, the attack rate is estimated at 20-25% of the population. Oof. That's a lot. A lot of humes. But the mortality rate is not exceptionally high. There must not have been that many people. Huh. There were a lot of people in 1830. Probably. Interesting. Boom. All right. Um, then <laughs> cool, 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 cool. there's scientific development. In 1878, avian influenza is recorded for the first time. Cool. Originally known as foul plague. Oh, okay. Like the bird. In, yeah. Foul plague. Mm -hmm. So another word for bird flu and avian influenza and Spanish flu is now foul plague. It's just oh. I love it. Because now all I think about is baseball. Foul play. Okay. Right again. I mean, what you're talking about is just something that comes from an animal that messes up our immune system and <laughs> right. diminishes, us, diminishes us in some way. Um, I hear it currently. Yeah. I love them. Attacks different uh, organ systems. And this one's respiratory, the one that we're in now. So the avian one. Cool. All right. It's just interesting that the most, the most recent history is the Spanish flu, which... Okay, here we go. <laughs> the swine flu is not the H1N1 because Spanish flu is H1N1. <laughs> but they said swine flu and that was a thing was H1N1. What is the swine flu? Look that one up. That because that wasn't that long Why ago. Why am I so confused about this? Okay. I am the confusion. Swine flu. All right. So after that whole avian influenza, pig influence. Yeah. It was, it was first recognized in 1919 pandemic and still circulates as a seasonal flu virus. Swine flu is caused by the H1N1 virus strain, which started in pigs. It's very rare. Uh, it spreads by airborne respiratory droplets, coughing and sneezing. Do you want to go? Who's here? All right, that stressed me out for a second because you, yeah, and then I paused it, but now, okay, it's just her daughter in the house. We're not going to die. <laughs> um, it can be, it, oh, swine flu can be spread by, 
Right. Yes. By kissing and shared drinks or touching a contaminated contaminated surface, a blanket or a doorknob. But it, but no, it's off the H one N one strand. This little boy is super cute in the picture. Okay. All right. I I just okay. So let me. Here we go. Lay it out I, for I me, talked dog. about eighteen seventy eight, which was the avian influenza, right? That's right. the foul plague. Then in eighteen eighty nine, there's a flu pandemic. It's dubbed the Russian pandemic. Attack rates are reported in four hundred eight geographic entities from fourteen European countries and in the United States. Rapidly spreading, the pandemic would take only four months to circumnavigate the planet, reaching the United States 70 days after the original outbreak in St. Petersburg. Following this pandemic, interest is renewed in examining the recurrence of influenza. Okay, so again, in 1901, we have more scientific development. The causative organism of avian influenza is discovered to be a virus. Okay, so... I told you what the difference between viruses and bacteria were, right? Yes. And the, the problem with that is a virus can come in the shape of any, I mean, you understand how complex the DNA molecule is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, bacteria are simpler organisms than some of your uh, more complex one-celled organisms like your amoeba. Parameciums, mm-hmm. you've heard of those things, I right? Love amoeba. They have like a full intact nuclei and a lot of cell parts working in a complex manner. So they can do things on their own. Whereas bacteria sort of depend on a community or another host because mm-hmm. they, they lack some of that complexity. They don't have a nuclei. They just have DNA that kind of swims around inside of them. You're blowing my mind. But they're a cell in themselves. So they can kind of live on their own. So bacteria can live anywhere. Viruses have to be attached to something else for there to be anything happen. So, you know, they can live on things, but they don't live in colonies. They're not living organisms on their own. I feel like I just had a whole science lesson right now. But you can imagine how easily it would be for them to change and change and change and change. Yeah. It's ever evolving. I was laughing. So sorry. Yeah. Basically, that's very, very basically survival of the fittest. That's what we do. We evolve. We adapt. We change. Yes. So that we can continue to survive. And I did read an article once that talked about uh, some scientists saying something about how viruses evolved into bacteria. Okay. Okay. But bacteria is the first known life on Earth, right? Yes. That's what we look at, look for uh, on other planets is a condition that would create bacteria. Okay, so now this guy, and again, this is just somebody's theory. Right. And fact or anything, but the way that the viruses have changed and the way that they constantly are, you know, Mm -hmm. they feel like they themselves can get more complex and they themselves could then become a bacteria of sorts. Huh. I don't know. Wow. This guy was right, or even if that even is possible, or if that makes sense, it was just this live science thing that I read on my phone one day and I was like, neat. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, okay. So in 1889, uh, to eight to 1890, there's that Russian pandemic that we just talked about that went very quickly. Um, so they finally figure out that what they're getting from these animals, they're calling it avian because it came from bird is actually a virus that came from this bird. Cool. Now, the next one listed here is the Spanish flu or H1N1. 
Um, and it's considered one of the deadliest natural disasters ever, huh. infecting an estimated 500 million people across the globe Jesus. and claiming between 50 and 100 million lives. Holy crap. Yeah. This pandemic would be described as the greatest medical holocaust in history. Wow. And it is estimated to have killed in a single year more people than the Black Death bubonic plague killed in four years. Shut up. Oh, that's so many in a year versus four years. That's so many humes. Yeah, and they say it originated, and it is disputed, but in France. Hey. But, if, and you looked it up, this is swine flu. Now, it goes on to say, in 1931, American virologi- virologist Ooh. Richard Shope discovers the Richard Shope. etiological cause of influenza in pigs. Delicious. And I'm assuming, again, that's where the virus before came from. But, I mean, there's so many viruses and diseases, I guess, that we've gotten from animals. I'm just I'm just confused because I, I thought bird flu was another name given to the Spanish flu. Right. But I, I have to be wrong if the Spanish flu is H1N1. And <laughs> for people to look at this and go, I mean, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, it's only going to kill like 50 to 100 million lives. Like, what is the problem? That's it's fine. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I think that we think we're better than our history. I, right. I just, I feel strongly that we're <laughs> But we keep repeating like, our history. Absolutely repeating our history. And sometimes, in some ways, it's gotten worse. Uh, yeah, I so agree. I just find it so ignorant of people to be like, there's just no way. When historically there's been lots of ways and lots of ways we should be learning from our past and not thinking we're somehow indestructible today. Yeah. For zero reason. Uh, they have a lot of medical developments and scientific de- developments after that. Um, there's different organizations that come in. There's another pandemic in 1957. There went my computer. Dun dun dun. So I'll take this moment out. <laughs> no. That'd so, be a good one to go into a um like commercial break or something. Okay, we paused long enough. Now I'll just throw the ad in there. There you go. So I'll, um so I'm in a bunch of, you know, groups and we're in a I'm in a mid- Midwest group since the Morbid Girls stopped their main page because people were getting kinda ugly in there. So we started a Midwest page. And now we're all in a Snapchat group together. Well, a group of us are. A bunch of them are Wisconsin. There's one kid from Wichita. And uh, I sent him a snap of our setup. I was just like, podcast life. And the, this one of them, goes. her name's Abby. She goes, I just finished the latest episode and Arlo in the background is the cutest. <laughs> Especially when he's having a mental breakdown at the end. But <laughs> there's Tori. There's uh, Vargas. Oh, Karen. Okay. Katie, uh, Brecken, Kinsey, Ariana, Sunny, Sam, Denai. I think that's Denai. I think uh, Denai or Denai. I don't know. But when I see Denai Guerrero from The Walking Dead, there's Lo, there's Eliza, there's uh, C Pitch 3. I don't know your real name. Stephanie, Victoria, Alexandra. Yes. Abby, Emily, and Kendra. I told them I was going to all shout them out on an episode. Um, I've been talking to them some about ideas of what they want all us to girls. do. All girls. All but one. Brecken is he's oh, our he's our he's our that's only not dude. Bailey, and not anything against the fact that 
Yeah. She's a girl. He's I our... just love the name Brecken. Yeah, that's so his much. name. He's a pretty rad dude. He's like, am I the only guy here? And I'm like, We're, you've got a bunch of sisters now. You're welcome to the team. And he's in Kansas, too. You're well protected, sir. You are well protected. And I was going to name my daughter Brecken all the way up until See, the moment I was we on were my connected. way to hospital. My oldest daughter's name's Brooklyn. And I thought I was going to lose my mind for the rest of my life. And I couldn't do it. And uh, Bailey looked at me at the table the other night and goes, I wish my name was Brecken. No. <laughs> like, sorry no. I ruined your whole life. No, Bre- Bailey Rose is beautiful. She needs to calm down. No, she loves her name. It's just exciting to her to know that she was going to be Brecken Elizabeth. And she thinks that's name. beautiful. And I said, she you just know, wanted to be really named- great, honey. Is if you named your own daughter that someday. Oh, I would really go. appreciate that. <laughs> so that's our plan. We'll see if it sticks. Now her initials are BRB instead of Beb. Yeah, would have been Bub. Beb. What's up, Beb? But anyways, continue about the flu because your computer's alive now. It is. It came back alive. There was another pandemic. Uh, as I was mentioning, in 1957. Holy socks. It's only 50 years ago. Not 50. Was a God, there have been so many things that have happened since then. Um, I don't know if you can hear me as well because I have to look this way. So We're going to figure it out. I'm just going to move this guy over here with me. I'm going to try. I'm trying. Okay. If anything, I can edit the audio. There you go. <laughs> I've learned a lot of things. Well, this one broke out in China. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you where in China because, you know. And uh, it spreads into the neighboring couple provinces. Not going to try and name them either. Oh, gosh. Um, I would just butcher it. People would be mad at me. It would turn into pandemic category two, and it would kill one to four just million people. Did you even know that happened in 1957, man? That's a lot of people. That's the second major influenza pandemic to occur in the 20th century after the Spanish flu that killed more people in months than the bubonic plague did in four years. Just want to repeat that information to you again. Uh, Things I didn't know. I thought the bubonic plague and the Spanish flu were the same thing when we started out. So there's my problem. Okay. So we've got a lot of different uh, things to figure out, non-human infections that are occurring, different uh, viruses. You have the H5N1. Breaks out in Scotland because of a chicken. Um, there's a subtype strand found in birds. Anyway, it goes on and on. There's a lot of information there. There's another pandemic in 1968 in Hong Kong called the Hong Kong flu. Hong Kong flu? Yes. I'm not trying to make fun of it, but I just... I mean, it's that's fun, just though. sounds it's fun to say. Hong Kong is just fun to say in itself. Uh, the World it's Health Organization. W- wicked cool country. Who? Who? The World Health Organization. Who? Hey. Began in 1973. Uh, that's a big one. Holy and, socks. Uh, the swine flu outbreak. That is, um, <clears throat> I mean, that happened in ni- or 1976 here in the United States. That was just an epidemic. Yeah. At Fort Dix. <laughs> now, it was only four soldiers infected. Oh. Why is it? That's barely an epidemic. <laughs> That's like a demic. It's not even, yeah, it's an ick. It's an ick. <laughs> These poor guys. What are you doing in there? It's probably like a military. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, All right. Regardless. Another epidemic in 1977 uh, in Russia and China, and then it moved worldwide. That was another uh, strand of H1N1. Oof. But this is the Russian flu. Russian. So new influence. Russia, where are you at, though? Isolated northern, northern China again. 
A similar strand prevalent in 1947 to 57 causes most adults to have substantial immunity. Ooh. Hmm. This outbreak is not considered a pandemic because most patients are children. How does that make it less of a epidemic, pandemic, I epidemic? Know. I feel like that's more important. That makes me mad. I don't think kids were valued as much in the 70s <laughs> in China and Russia. Oh, well, um, I mean, I know they had, like, limitations. Child labor laws are a thing here, not at all. Right. Sad. Lots of medical developments then. Um, there's another. There's a few infections that they took. H5N1, you know, it starts all these subtypes that happen throughout the years. 97, 99, 2002. There's a new avian influenza. Gosh. Uh, another infection that happens avian related in 2003. That's in Asia. Um, another organization was formed. I don't, I've never heard of this one. It's called the Influenza Genome Sequencing Project, and it was launched in 2004. Another subtype, another subtype, another non-human infection. All these things are happening. More organizations, more organizations, infections, organizations, non-human infections. Jesus. Scientific development, service launch. There's a pandemic, 2009. There's a new flu virus, H1N1. This is what they're referring to, by the way. Okay. Uh When we talk about the flu. Okay. Is the most recent H1N1. You know, we talked about Spanish flu was related to H1N1. Right. Um, Well, this is a new flu virus, and this was in 2009. It was worldwide. It supposedly was first recognized in Mexico, and it spreads quickly across the United States in the world, prompting a strong global public reaction. Overseas flights are discouraged from government health bodies. I don't even remember this being a big deal in 2009, to be honest with you. Um, I, I had my been, son that year. I would have been 16. I had Kelby. Kelbo! Um, anyway, worldwide, nearly 1 billion doses of H1N1 vaccine are ordered. A total of 74 countries are affected, and 18,500 people died. Oh. We've lost more than that already. So. From what? From uh, COVID. Oh, oh, jeez. I I don't see as much and about it, it anymore. More than that in just the United States. We're twenty some thousand right now. Mm. Deaths. Crazy. No one's watching the numbers. We're all just pretend, trying to pretend like it's going away. I think and that's the problem. No one's watching this happening right now. Yeah. Why are we not going to start school? <laughs> we got some issues, people. Some, just and, a little bit. And there's too many people out there like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Get the heck out. Um, some all right, so that was H1N1 again. It happened in 2009. It didn't, how long did that last? Nearly a billion doses were ordered. It never really says how long that went on. Interesting. Not here, it doesn't. That was, anyway. what, a year? So, but, okay. Because they always say that somehow we get these flus the same year as uh, presidential races start. Like as Oh, the, those are conspiracies. I, uh, I know. I was I just thinking, I'm like, that. that was a year after. We would have already nominated, or Barack would have already became president in 2008. I don't know why I said 2008. There are just people that are really good at uh, manipulating ignorant people. Me. Uh, people who no. don't research and don't look things up, yeah. and they just believe what they hear. And there's really a lot of people like that that just and that's don't happening. believe what they hear. It, well, that's what's happening right now with this. Um, I mean, it's 
they say, you know, our political parties, Republican and Democrat, they kind of flipped with JFK, I'd say. Okay. Um, about that time is when Republicans became more of the not sort of for the people anymore, you know, okay. because the Republicans are the ones who freed the slaves. They right. Remember that. So it sort of flipped, but it was only because he was trying to make Democrats more of a Republican kind of group. Like, let's like make sense. Let's start being more uh, conscious of our environment, things like that. Trying to bring people. Him, trying to bring everybody yeah, together. Yeah, he was really trying to bring it like that. And instead of that happening, they flipped because people just want to not agree with each other. Yeah. To be quite honest. That's my opinion. Yeah. But, we're, but you know, I there's a whole that. group right here that's like, wait, you're going to start thinking that? Well, then we think this. I do we like... just want to be adversaries. That's it. No yeah. one wants to get along. And, and that's that so sad. Why do you want to fight? Why? Yeah. I think I've been an independent my whole life. Since mm-hmm. I was little, I've thought, why? Why can't we just, why can't we all just Why, why don't you think this? Why aren't you listening to them? I just don't under, ever understand why you aren't willing to learn why everyone thinks they're right when they know nothing. It's just me. Okay. Rant, 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 over. <laughs> yeah, I, I do them a lot, and they probably don't make any sense, and someday I'll be very embarrassed. You're fine. Um, but I get it. So this doesn't get into our epidemic of today, but the most uh, recent one before was an epidemic in 2013 in China and Vietnam. Okay. And it was influenza A virus subtype H7N9. God, imagine um, how many subtypes we have of the flu now, um, especially when it's not even COVID-1 through 18. It's COVID-19 has hit and is causing the most problems. Wow. Uh, wow. I can't imagine what our scientists have on their plates right now. Kudos to but, like, Look at the that. numbers and the letters involved in history right here. I feel like they just go home exhausted and never know what peace is. <laughs> and we've been looking up and studying vaccines for almost 100 years. So, <sighs> has it been almost 100 years? I think I'm way wrong on that. 50 years. Let's just say 50. 50 years? I shouldn't have pet buttons. I didn't know her fur made me angry. <laughs> now my nose is all fluffed. But she licked me, and I love her. I'm going to post a picture of her. I just find it so interesting. You know, history continues to repeat itself, and we continue to think we know more than history. Yeah. Because, of, yeah. I, I don't even know what to say. You know who doesn't? Scientists. They take the work of past scientists, and they start there. They don't start over. Nope. They're like, Why okay. can't every group work the same way? I mean, I'm a teacher. Yeah. Do you know how many times we've redone the same stuff and called it something else? Common sure. Core, do you know that this has been done before? Do you know that we've done this over and over and over again? Right. And we've done it when nothing was wrong to begin with. I know. It's it's, uh... it's frustrating to have taught as many years, and we have young people come in the building. They're like, God, these old people, they don't even care anymore. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm going to do this and save the world. And we're all looking like we've done that, and we've done it probably 10 times. Yep. Like, we really do know what we're doing. We really do know. We're not just here. We didn't just spend 18 years teaching to learn nothing. Exactly. It's frustrating that we have a new group of, I don't know where this generation started, mm-hmm. that 
don't think they actually need to know things. They just need to believe that they know things. Wow. Because you're so right. You're so painfully like, what right. Are you, what are you talking about? I don't know, but if I say it confidently, I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You're ruining us. You don't know anything, actually, and you're not willing to learn from anybody else. And now we're offended by everyone. We're all Brad's and Karen's. <laughs> Which is sad because I don't Karen. like Karen. I don't like Karen. Karen's that teacher. Uh, I feel bad because I feel like it shouldn't be Karen because all the Karens I know are not like that. I feel like Brenda is a you more suitable name. You know funny? I know two Karens. The two nicest women I've ever known in my life. Yeah. One of them is a year older than me. One of my best friends from high school. Yeah. Wonderful girl. Uh-huh. And the other one was a mother. Uh-huh. I have a friend who is by far not like everyone's mom, kind of. Oh, so why have I used the name Karen to describe awful people? I feel like it doesn't make sense. I feel like Brenda's a more suitable. But but we love Brenda. Come oh, on. Oh, okay. Did you ever work with Brenda? Yes. Okay. Okay. But so not that, that Brenda was fantastic, and but, every Brenda I've ever known is fantastic. Oh, I have two aunts. My ex sister in law was a Brenda, and I loved her. I have two aunts. One doesn't speak to me. Lives in California. All right, fine. You can use Brenda then. And my you know other Brenda is crazy. But I mean, we get along. Can I say out loud what I should use? <laughs> oh. Oh. It's that's, that's who I hate. Oh. That's such a pretty name. Is it? Well, it was before it was given to that beast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. We this really is, need to wrap it up because I've gone is, negative. This is I'm tired. This is the longest episode I think we're going to put out. So thus far, this flu. is Kelly. This is number nine. We're nine. almost at ten. What are we going to do for ten to celebrate? I've got a really fudged up case. <laughs> I'm going to find the most. You know what? I'm going to have. I'm going to have something that has to do with the number ten. Number ten. Okay, let's look at that. Hole. Let's leave it at that. Okay. That's that's all the no. This I mean, one was, I don't know what it is yet, This one was suggested it. to us. I wasn't ever going to cover it, but she was. This case was suggested to me, and it's a famous kind of. Well, it's famous. Um, it's a famous case. Um, but it was suggested to us. So I, if people are going to start cool. suggesting, huh? Was it suggested? Shut your to us. Or? No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, but we talked about like if we start getting suggestions in, we want to try and suggest things. If you suggest things. This if you're annoyed by the, if us. you've already stopped listening, that's fine. Um, In case you guys, we want to sure. get those. We want to. We want your suggestions. We want those. We want to research those and get those out. Like so suggest them, please. I hate her so much right now. I'll have a new co-host next episode. Yes, shut up. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, we did. Um, and I really want to. I want to cover it because it's not one I ever would have thought of. It's a, it's another children's case because I apparently love to torture people and it's sad, but um. And it was suggested. And it was. The stab Kelly with my pencil. <laughs> As always, her intro music is by Fantasy and World Music by the Fighters on YouTube. Go check them out. And we, I keep saying, oh, we didn't need a Facebook page. We didn't need this, 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 and this. Well, we now have a Facebook page. Ugh. And guess what? Now we have an email address. <laughs> I'm I just was bored at like midnight. I don't think it was last night. I think it was two nights ago. It was like midnight, and I'm like, we need an we need an email address. It's time. We're we're nine episodes in. Well, we will be once this comes out. Does anybody want to guess who's never checking that email? Kelly. 
because I literally have the password. Nicole's going to tell me, though. Tell but, me so. Well, it's, it's just bloodybabblespodcast at gmail.com. Oh, easy. Easy. Everything related to us is its not far off from our name because our Facebook page is Bloody Babbles Podcast. Oh, <laughs> we got our, <laughs> I didn't tell you this. We got our first negative <laughs> review and it made, her name was Linda. And uh, I've been paying. Listen, Linda. Linda. I, my aunt's name is Linda and she's freaking rad. She's hilarious. Tell me about it. But she, I deleted it, but. Um, she, I'm paying for ads on Facebook and I did it accidentally because I didn't know how to uncharge or how to remove my card. So now I'm paying for ads. So if you see them, click on them and join our Facebook page. Um, but she's just like, I'm not going to follow this page. I don't even know why this was suggested to me. I think this is absolutely disgusting and true crime shouldn't be talked about. I'm going to, I'm going to hold on, Linda, hold on, Linda. (laughs) Do not attack the true crime world based on our podcast. No, you idiot. She's like, I'm reporting this and I'm going to hide it. And I'm like, okay, I liked it. (laughs) That's so hard. I'm like, and they made chuckle. Um, so if it was just an attack on us, I, I don't, but it's, I don't think it would have bothered me. But it was true about but for true. her to attack an entire genre that is beloved by many. All you rad she listeners is disillusioned. Yeah. Okay? And what is she doing? Commenting like how little do you yeah. have to do in your lifetime, Linda? That you're joining this, listening to it, hating it, commenting on it, just to delete it, try to get rid of it, go away. But girl, like, you've what, got- you could have done so much. You could have cleaned your kitchen. <laughs> you could have yeah. stepped on seven Legos. You could have, you know, corrected your personality disorder. <laughs> Speaking of that, because we have listeners literally in India, Norway, Ireland, Ecuador, Mexico, <laughs> and <laughs> Singapore. I mean, Hi guys. We're I think we've almost hit half the half the what states. What are you guys up to? <laughs> you can email us now at Bloody Babbles Cod Codpast dot that. Quadcast. Quadcast. Podcast at gmail.com. One of these days, me and Nicole are going to take pictures. Yeah. They are beautiful faces. They're, we're, we're cute. I mean, I'm kind of chunky, but that's okay. No, um, you're beautiful. Oh, thanks. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Bloody Babbles. You can follow us on Instagram. Bloody Babbles Podcast. That's where I post our pictures. I'm going to put the a, pictures of there. All the pictures of there. Yeah. I, the uh, yeah, I follow quite a few. Oh, and yeah, and uh, Twitter, Instagram. I already said Facebook, and now we have a Gmail because why not? So send us some mail. Send us stories. Send us things you want us to cover. Send us why you think we're great. If you send, send us, us why you think we're terrible, I like criticism. <laughs> we're gonna read those. But do not criticize the entire genre of true crime. Yeah, I will punch you in the face, Linda. Linda. We're coming for you. Um, <laughs> I want you to all know that my father told me no less than hundred thousand times in my life he's gonna punch me in the face and he never once punched me in the face <laughs> so i say it to everyone and i will never do it Just i will that out. i've literally never punched anyone in the face no, i don't like fighting i've stabbed Let's someone with a pencil and talk and get along because she's being she's studying to be a counselor uh, and how did that make you feel um pretty overwhelmed and anxious no i'm i'm good but anyways this yeah this is the longest oh, episode we've ever stabbing. done so number 10 coming in hot next or yes. next week gonna be wicked cool y'all what are you doing i don't know who i am <laughs> i went from new york i don't know what the hell that was that was, it was badly british accent that was like mine was accent. uh and, and now we're maybe a slightly slow person in the mix <laughs> and now we're gonna end on that note all right 
babble on our bloody listeners. We love you guys and we will uh, be in your Blood Light Seltzers should really sponsor us because we're drinking them up every Blood, episode. Blood, Blood Light Seltzers. Blood Light Seltzers, Strawberries. Blood Light Seltzers, come sponsor us. Post Malone did a great commercial and I, I loved mean, we're it. We're pretty much equal to him. I don't know why they won't sponsor us. <laughs> I'm going to write a letter. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get out like Linda. I'm going to be like Linda. Listen. Be like Linda. <laughs> I'm freaking repeating that all the time. I'm going to tweet that tonight. Be like Linda. Listen to our new episode. Be Thanks, like Mike. Now it's like Linda. Like Linda. I'm going to pull a Linda. All right. We will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.